This is the Transform Podcast, taking you from incubation of ideas to a transformed life. Welcome to our episode 5 of Power of Purpose. This episode is an interview with a highly successful lifestyle influencer, Amina Khan. She is a beauty and social media as well as a lifestyle influencer from United Kingdom. And uh, she shares content about her favorite uh, aspects of cosmetics, uh, skin care, the ethics behind it, as well as well-being tips. What started off as a hobby has evolved over time to enable Amina to work alongside some of the top brands like uh, L'Oreal, for example, in the industry, both on social media platforms as well as television. And uh, you can connect uh, with Amina on Instagram uh, as well as Twitter on Amina Official, as well as on YouTube on Amina Kin, which is A-M-E-N-A-K-I-N. In this interview, we will get to learn about how Amina's passion, her purpose, meaningfulness, doing things that she really loves, has brought her not only success, but also a sense of contentment, uh, as well as, in fact, has affected her family in such a positive manner. And I really hope that you will benefit from this and take inspiration from the work of Amina Khan. on this episode of Power of Purpose, a very inspiring young leader in her profession as a beauty and lifestyle influencer, Amina Khan. Amina, thank you for joining us and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, look, you know, we have gotten to know each other for a long time now and I have uh, been really inspired with the way that you have been inspiring, I think primarily women, but certainly everybody who actually has followed you to see uh, the work that you do. And we are really, really proud and very inspired with the work that you do. It's just been such a life-changing journey. Um, sometimes I'm in disbelief myself. <laughs> and I think, uh, would you say that uh, the, your journey to, to choose to develop the career that you have chosen as a lifestyle influencer really something that you were naturally inclined towards something that you feel very comfortable as a something that I would say like a like a purpose-driven career and um, and more than a career something that you love doing yeah I mean I didn't start off doing this uh, I think that for a couple of years in some very uh, I guess important um, younger years uh, I find myself kind of resisting what I wanted and what I always wanted was to just be a creative 
person and just to express my creativity and create. And I've been making videos since I was basically a child with my dad's massive camera that weighed like a ton, but no one else had cameras. So my, my passion has always been in this field. But I think when you're trying to be really, quote, sensible, um, even though my parents had encouraged me to pursue whatever I wanted in life, I wanted to be very responsible and I kind of resisted what my heart wanted. Uh, and I went into science. <laughs> very <laughs> Um, But yeah, I mean, things have a way of kind of coming back for you. That's just the way life is, I suppose. You are where you're supposed you actually to actually started as a, as a teacher in your profession, right? Yep, I was a science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I think in many ways you're still teaching. You're still, I think influencing really is about uh, educating and bringing awareness. And in your case, um, just to see that you are able to bring about uh, cosmetics, skin care, elegance, modesty, uh, uh, empowerment of women at so many levels. This is also part of education and uh, and I don't want you to feel that somehow you're not actually part of that uh, teaching uh, process. I honestly like to think of it as being a two-way process. As much as the career has, I hope, I hope, been kind of shaped by what I'm, I what I do. I too have also been changed with this career. Um, so I don't like to think of it as I'm teaching. I like to think of it as this is a process, and I'm just really lucky to be sharing who I am, ultimately, you can't help but share who you are in this kind of field. You can't just, I can't anyway, I can't just fake it. And when I try to be this person who is the so-called role model, um, I find myself feeling very stifled. So now I just hope that I can just be myself. And if people are taught something along the way or are empowered or inspired along the way, then I, I genuinely feel like that's God's doing. And I feel myself as being separate to that. Right. And I think, uh, I think that powerful word you've just used, to share, is really, it brings people together as opposed to kind of a dialogue or monologue of teaching sometimes, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It has to be a two-way process. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what would you say would have been some of the biggest challenges uh, that you would have faced in your journey? I'm pretty sure there would have been a few. Oh my gosh, there have been so many. <laughs> I have hustled so hard in this field. I mean, I've been going at it for about six, seven years, you know. Right. And I feel I've evolved. I absolutely believe I've changed. Um, I absolutely believe that I've just become, I think I've become more true to who I am as time has gone along. And I think maybe part of that is due to the natural process of aging and also just continuing to search for what I'm passionate about. Uh, but the challenges along the way have been, yeah, incredible. I mean, being a woman for one, <laughs> be challenging. Being a woman of color has absolutely been challenging. Um, having that kind of somewhat ambiguity in the fact that I wear a headscarf, so people aren't quite sure what my ethnicity is, what my beliefs are. I think sometimes people try and suss out, you know, who you are. And, and sometimes they think you might be judgmental because of the way you look. They might think that you're a bit of a prude. There's just so many judgments that come along the way, you know. But I, I think everyone faces that, um, and I'm no different. I mean, you, you obviously, as you've just said, you, you know, as a woman, a woman who uh, is in a, in a pretty large field of uh, social media and lifestyle world, 
uh, and also a woman of faith. I'm pretty sure all of that actually has had its challenges and obviously also a lot of um, triumphs as well. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you come into this kind of field and it's so driven by the way that you look and by the message you're portraying and by your branding, right? So, I mean, my immediate assumption, I have to say, was, well, I'm going to be accepted into a certain type of community and that's it. Um, which did never sat right with me because that's never been who I am. I mean, I started wearing my headscarf in my 20s. Um, you know, I had bright blue hair before that. So I have no, <laughs> I have no kind of memory or experience of being kind of constrained within any kind of group, you know? I mean, from, I guess, that sort of more naive perspective that I would... I would naturally find space within only a certain space in this social media world, you know? And I think that kind of influenced who I was and who I thought I could show to everyone. But that wasn't the case at all. In fact, I found myself actually very, at times, um, isolated, even within my own community. Right. And I found the biggest lesson I learned along the way was that we're all human at the end of the day. I mean, just assuming that there's only one place for you is only going to hold you back. That's that's it. I mean, the first time I was approached by a mainstream brand was Bobby Brown. Um, And this was at a time where I was really doubting whether this was what I wanted to continue to do. I was looking at teaching again. I was looking at moving possibly abroad to teach. Um, Although this is my passion, I thought maybe it'll just become a part-time thing. And, you know, here comes Bobby Brown's creative director who stumbles upon my videos, sees potential. Um, and I get to, I get contracted for a couple of videos and that really gave me a, a boost and told me, hold on, you know, let's look a bit wider here. Let's stop doubting our own potential. Uh, for- I think that through some of those kinds of challenges, you actually, f- uh, actually found opportunity to come through all of that? Yeah, I think the challenges were necessary. Right. Because how can you grow unless you have something there that's pushing you and quest- making you question things? Right. Life is like a, a bit like a gym, isn't it? You, you have to push against the weights. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the only way that, I mean, the way that it's amazing because the way that we're, the body is created as well is that if you don't exercise certain things, then they will become inactive. You know, there will, you know, there will be no progression. I mean, I'm, I like to learn a little, little bit um, about neuroscience, um, right. especially like children and bringing children up and, and that kind of thing. And I mean, it's a proven fact. If you don't, you know, use certain parts of your brain, you're not going to be very good at using them in the future. When you use it, you lose it. Precisely. So I think that's what challenges do. They're there as a kind of exercise. It doesn't feel it at the time. It's painful. I mean, pain is that, right? It's, it's, it's a painful, unpleasant experience. But I think that as a society, we're kind of, we're, especially in this modern age, we're kind of geared up to resist pain. And to feel like it's unnatural and it shouldn't be there when actually maybe maybe we're misunderstanding what pain is there for. Yeah, as if everything should come easy when in fact uh, those very challenges are the times when we actually find the best in ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And we learn to become okay with things and we learn that pain has a purpose. Totally. And, uh, of course, through those challenges, one of the things that I was quite uh, personally... Uh, uh, inspired by that you ended up on the L'Oreal billboard. Oh my 
gosh, seriously. <laughs> I tell you, I kid you, I'm not exaggerating. Two years ago, I sat in a documentary interview and I was asked, what is your ultimate goal? And at the back of my mind, I was thinking, I really can't vocalize this. How can I verbalize it? It's not going to happen, right? You think you're going to jinx it. Um, and, you know, at a point in my life where I was like, I'm going to just express what's on my mind. I'm going to be true to myself. So I literally said, I want to be on a billboard one day. And the lady was like, really? I said, yeah. And I want to, and I want to be on a billboard in my home. And, you know, the West, the UK is my home. You know, not somewhere where there's mostly women who look like me. Um, I, you know, in terms of women who wear headscarves or, a, a, you know, a certain ethnic uh, origin, but here in my home. And the fact that it happened, it just goes to show that anything is possible, right? Absolutely. Would you say that, um, well, I don't want to preempt that, but talking about uh, that being an achievement, what would you say some of your greatest achievements have been at a personal level as well as your career level? That's a really good question. Um, I think my biggest personal achievement was to start to discover self-worth. I think that I spent a lot of my 20s um, really not having that and not even being aware of what self-worth truly was. So on a personal level, that's been um, really groundbreaking for me. And it's a very beautiful process. It kind of opens up with time. You never, I don't think, get to an end point. And, and do you and I find that, uh, that self-worth, the discovery of self-worth as one of the greatest achievements for yourself was also, uh, I suppose, in many ways powered by the fact that you got, got clarity about uh, your purpose and what, what motivates you and what drives you forward? Oh, absolutely. I had to stop being in denial about about things that I enjoyed and things that I needed and and I had to stop giving right. them. I mean it's part of being a parent as well and 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 being a mother it's no one can deny as, as incredible and beautiful as the experience is no one can deny that a part of you you give up, right? Mm -hmm. You that part the, the parts that you give up you'll continue to keep giving up more and more and more sometimes to your own detriment until you say, actually, the more I love myself, the more my children will learn to love themselves. And not in a vain way, more in the way of kind of self-respect and drawing boundaries um, and learning to look after yourself. Self-care is a really big part of that. And, and I learned if I don't do that for myself, my children will learn not to do that for themselves. And that, was, that really hit home for me. And that, you know, considering my second greatest achievement, I think, is to just have children. Yes. <laughs> Those were both very closely connected. I think that, I mean, I don't want to kind of feed into this idea that, that the only way that women find worth is through these roles of being mothers and wives. And because I, I do believe we're more than that. Sure. But I think that we can be given a sense of purpose through different roles. And my being a mother really helped to instill that purpose back into me, you know? And just at that family level, do you find that um, your ability to live your purpose and live in a motivated manner actually helps you at the family level itself? Definitely. Because it kind of gives me a sense of direction and, and somehow it influences the kids as well. Uh, and And it just means that it just, I mean, life without purpose is just going to be empty. Right. And so if yeah. we can model, and not just model it in a fake way just for show, but truly live in our purpose, 
that will absolutely influence and impact the people around us. And I know that I wholeheartedly believe that by seeing the impact that it's had on my children. Wow. What would you say about, um, of course, in terms of when we speak about uh, our own purpose and having that motivation and resilience to, to live it, uh, I know that you have a very supportive husband. How important has support been overall? It's been incredibly, incredibly important. I mean, I've learned to put out my hand and say, hey, I need help. Because before I met my husband, I was really uncomfortable about asking for help. I just didn't like asking for help. But he's kind of taught me that that I, ha I, I have to take the help, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's been a process of working together. It has to be a sense of teamwork. Excellent. That's beautiful. That's good to hear. And uh, I want to also talk briefly about, uh, you know, your vision, your plans from here onward into the future you don't have to let go of too many of your secrets but where do you see yourself from here onward honestly because of the nature of this work you never know what's happening in six months time so i think for me i i want to continue what i'm doing i want to be on more influential campaigns right so that I can have a voice. I think that something incredible is happening through social media, not only with a movement with women, all women, but also with brand campaigns. And I really hope it continues. Uh, not only this, um, I guess, this trend of, I hope it's not a passing trend, but sort of this more accepted idea of diversity within campaigns. I hope that continues. But also of giving us a voice so, for instance, the work that I've done with L'Oreal Paris, the majority of it has involved talking and conveying a message. And I remember going into, this is why I, I personally truly love the brand. I remember going into this meeting with them and I said, you know, we were chatting away and I said, okay, guys, what is it that I can't talk about, right? Because there's this, when I go into these shoots, it's a massive production. There's like 20 people doing different things behind screens, right? Um, you've got camera guys. I mean, everyone is so respectful. They kind of let me mic up myself, you know, um, because I wear a headscarf and I made it clear to them that, you know, this is kind of what I do. I have a sort of limited physical contact with men, etc. So they're super respectful. And then I try and kind of, you know, work within a certain structure, I guess. And I, and I remember I said to them, guys, what is it that you don't want me to talk about? What is it that you don't want me to touch on? Um, and they very simply said, you can talk about anything. You can have any angle that you want. Just be yourself. Say what's on your mind. And I just found that incredible, incredibly groundbreaking. I mean, what a, what a great message to give to one of your ambassadors that you are, you're fine. Why would you need to be told what to say or what not to say? Whereas I've worked with other brands who were like, you cannot do this. You cannot say this. <laughs> I think one of the other types of, uh, you know, one, one of the things I've also been quite inspired by is that uh, your ability to balance uh, between uh, the nature of uh, the cosmetic and the beauty um, products world, but also to, in fact, bring into it ethics. And I really want to acknowledge you. I, th I think you're, you are a, a significant influencer as far as that is concerned as well. And what what are your thoughts about that side of the world in relation to uh, uh, the ethics of products? So I was approached by this really, really big brand um, about a year ago um, to do some campaign work. 
And I remember having used that brand, which I won't name, um, a couple of years ago, and the, the products didn't work out for me at all. Um, when I was approached by them to do this work, I had to, you know, tell my manager, look, I, I, I can't work with them because I know that this caused my skin harm. So it's not, a, it's not something I can stand behind. I'm, it might be fine for others, but it's not for me. Right. They were pretty taken aback because you don't say no to these kinds of brands. Well, apparently you don't. Um, but I, I kind of stood firm behind it and I said, look, I have a certain degree of responsibility, right? I, I do have a certain degree of influence. And to me, it doesn't feel right to recommend something that I don't believe in. So for me, I try to work with brands that I, the, the, you know, to promote products that I do truly think are brilliant. Now, I am kind of obsessed with different products and kind of addicted, right? So I will change my mind and I like different things. Um, but that's the nature of the job too. You know, you have to try different things. Um, but I mean, the feedback I've had has been really incredible. I mean, people genuinely come back and say, thanks for recommending this. It's really helped me. So that's been really, really cool. And I think that's how I've tried to kind of balance it up. I don't shy away from the fact of when I'm working with a brand or that, you know, my job is to, you know, play with different products. <laughs> yes. I don't really don't try and cover that up. But hopefully along the way, people can get a sense of pers my personality and who I am um, and find something that they can connect with, as well as the fun side of makeup and skincare and things like that. You know, it's very inspiring to hear you speak about, uh, you know, being purpose driven, sharing knowledge as opposed to just having a kind of a one way street. And now you're talking about integrity and, 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 and standing with responsibility. This is very, very inspiring. And. So I wanted to sort of end with the, with the question about the kinds of important advice that you could give to our listeners of this episode and the entire podcast of Power of Purpose regarding their life and pursuing a fulfilling role. I think that the biggest thing that will come in handy for people who are pursuing um, not just career, but I guess to enhance their personal lives as well is to be okay with failure, not let it be a setback in your plans. Um, I, I really believe in positive affirmations. I, I believe in being kinder to yourself, which might sound like a very simple concept, but many of us have struggled with it for many, if not most of our lives. Right, because any uh, temporary setback can often be be seen by people as if I'm not good enough. And, and that sort of takes a downward spiral, isn't it? Exactly. It's the negative, toxic, downward spiral, which will seep into every aspect of your life. So to sometimes failures will happen and they will change the course of your life in, in incredible ways that you have yet to discover right? Mm -hmm. But just to develop that resilience. I mean, I know I've, I've learned, learned it a certain way and I try and teach my kids to be resilient. But I think in this world, it's really, really important to just practice self-kindness. I feel that if you are able to be kinder to yourself, you will truly be kinder to the people around you. Wow, that's so important. Self-compassion is something that I think that we should all discover and it will bring you not only closer to yourself but closer to 
the spiritual part of us that everyone has, whether or not, whether you're, you know, a religious person or you're not a religious person, or you believe in some kind of a higher power or connecting to that part of you will only come through self-compassion. It it can't come through negative self-talk, through, you know, self-flagellance and, and being toxic and basically beating yourself up over things. That's That's so wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'm really sure that the listeners will, in fact, benefit from that, uh, resilience, the ability to actually have self-care and not to keep on beating yourself down, but to have a purposeful life and, and continue to move forward with resilience. Uh, well, look, that is all we have time for today. And uh, I want to let the listeners know that you can follow Amina on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Amina Official and on YouTube on Amina Kin, as in A-M-E-N-A-K-I-N. And we will have that in the podcast notes uh, with all that information. I mean, I want to thank you for giving us your time. You truly inspire us all. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here and sharing your, uh, your journey with us. Thank you so much for having me. And well done on all the incredible work that you've done. And I wish you all the best with this podcast series as well. Can't wait to listen to all of them. Thank you so much and all the best in the future for you. summed up three very important points of uh, her suggestions, her advice, and certainly her experience through her life to live a very successful and fulfilling life, to not uh, fear following your passion for purpose and fulfillment, uh, embrace failure as a learning tool, and be resilient in your path forward. And lastly, don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt your self-worth and invest in self-care. We hope to catch up again in episode six. We help you find your purpose so you can transform your life. Thank you for listening.